Do you worry about things you can't control? Or maybe you worry about your future and all the things that could potentially go wrong. Worrying is a very destructive behavior that can cause depression, anxiety, and even physical illness and exhaustion from all the stress. But if you're a chronic worrier, today is the day that you turn the tide on this toxic habit with some simple tips that I'm gonna share in this video. You'll learn what worrying is from a spiritual and energy perspective, then I'm going to share three easy steps to help you stop worrying once and for all. Life is too short to spend it worrying about potential negative scenarios playing out in your head. You're here to have fun and to be happy and joyful. So let's teach you how to stop worrying, shall we? Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. That intro that you just saw is for the spectacular retreat center, Rhythmia in Costa Rica. Rhythmia is medically licensed for the use of plant medicine, and I'm going to be giving a workshop at Rhythmia this upcoming August, 2021. I'll be down there the first week of August from the first through the seventh uh, teaching. So if you wanna join me at Rhythmia, I'm gonna leave links in the description box below where you can learn more about plant medicine and also about how to join me at Rhythmia. If you really wanna work with plant medicine but have been a little bit scared, I highly recommend Rhythmia because of the quality of their staff. They have a highly respected medical staff but also staff of shamans who will give you the best nurturing experience for plant medicine. So consider joining me possibly. Maybe I'll see you in August of 2021. Links in the description box below to join me in Costa Rica. And before we get into the video, I also wanted to let you know that there's a free workbook as a supplement to this video. It has some major takeaways, some homework questions, and really this workbook can help you go deeper on the content of this video. I'll leave links to that workbook in the description box below so you can download after watching this video. On to part one of the video, what's worrying? <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give you a general mainstream definition of what worrying is, and then we're gonna go deeper into the spiritual and energy aspect of worrying, okay? So here's the definition of worrying. Um, worrying is when the risk assessment mechanism of the mind creates only negative apocalyptic scenarios for your life. Okay, so it basically means that your mind, the risk assessment part of your mind that's always looking out there to see what is potentially dangerous, that, that part of your mind goes completely haywire and you're just suddenly constantly creating catastrophic scenarios, potential catastrophic scenarios that can happen, all right? So I'll give you a practical example of, of what this can look like. Let's say that um, you're worried about money, all right? So generally when we're worried about money, some kind of version of, of these kinds of scenarios is going on in our mind. So we're, uh, we're worried about money that maybe we won't have money to pay our bills and then we won't have money to pay our rent or our mortgage and then, and then suddenly you know we're gonna lose our home and then we'll be homeless living under a bridge, completely destitute, okay? So this is kind of a scenario, this is a worrying scenario, an example of what worrying, where worrying can take you. It's 
when that risk assessment of the mind just goes completely haywire and is constantly having these apocalyptic scenarios about potential things that could happen in your life. Then when the mind goes into these negative loops, you just keep ruminating on the same things and that just keeps, keeps you worrying longer and longer and longer. All right. So, so worrying can really create just these nonstop loops in your mind that are very, very stressful, not to mention exhausting. All right. So one of the top symptoms, one of the top things that people tell me when they're chronic worriers is that they're just constantly exhausted all the time. Well, you can see why, right? Like if, if you just remember that your brain is about three pounds. It's a really, it's, it's not a very uh, heavy organ. So it weighs about three pounds, but it consumes over 20% of all of the calories in the body of all the energy in the body. So imagine if I'm using that brain constantly, constantly churning out apocalyptic scenarios, it's just going to keep siphoning energy to the brain. No wonder I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted because I'm constantly going into apocalyptic scenarios, none of which actually pan out. It's just a state that I'm in. It's this hamster wheel that can cause a lot of exhaustion not to mention it, that exhaustion can go as far as physical illness in a lot of people. Chronic worriers can actually get sick and it's because they get so exhausted of just being constantly in this fight or flight mode of worrying about everything that their body just starts to break down. Now, the million dollar question here about worrying is why does the mind create worry in the first place? Okay. So, and to get to this, uh, to answer this question, now we have to go from the mainstream definition of worrying into the spiritual and energy aspect of worrying so that we can understand the deeper foundations of worrying. All right. And if you, you probably already, if you watched a few of my videos, you probably know what I'm going to say that we're going to go deeper than the mind, because that's usually where the issues start on an energy level. All right. So here's a spiritual or energy definition of what worrying is. Worry is caused by a dysfunction in the first and third chakras, which leads to an overpowering mental body of the aura. So now let's unpack all this spiritual jargon a little bit. So we're all on the same page. Okay. So let's talk about the chakras first. So if you've never heard of chakras, the chakras are the main energy centers of the body. There are seven main energy centers and they start from the bottom. The first chakra is this red one here. That's the foundation of the system. So for worriers, there's a dysfunction in this first chakra. Then there's a dysfunction in the third chakra, your solar plexus. That's the center for personal power and will. But if you think that you just have chakras, you're wrong there. You're a really big multidimensional being. And so there's another aspect of your being that comes into play when it comes to worrying. And that is, uh, there's a specific part of your energy system called the aura. All right. So the aura surrounds you and surrounds your whole body and the aura or your electromagnetic field. It's, it sort of looks like an eggshell around you. You can imagine it like an eggshell, but it has multiple layers. All right. Some teachers say seven, some teachers say more. It's not really important how many layers, but there are at least seven layers in the human aura. One of the layers of the human aura is called the mental body. All right. And that's the layer that comes into play when it has to do with worrying. All right. So these are the three aspects that are dysfunctional with chronic worriers, first chakra dysfunction, third chakra dysfunction, and there is an issue with the mental body. The mental body, that layer of the aura becomes very, very rigid when we start to worry. All right. So, but now let's go deeper into each of these aspects so you can understand the dysfunction on a deeper level. 
So first, let's talk about the foundation of everything, really, which is a dysfunction in the first chakra, all right? So that first chakra is responsible for grounding me on earth, but also for uh, giving me a sense of safety in my, in my environment, in my body, and in the world, all right? When my first chakra is ungrounded or dysfunctional, I really do not feel safe in the world. I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. And so I'll start to feel things like I feel uncomfortable with uncertainty, I, I won't trust life. I won't trust that I live in a benevolent universe. Um, I will not, um, I won't feel safe in my environment or in my own body. So I will basically feel very uncomfortable with uncertainty, very uncomfortable with change. I won't feel safe. And that breeds a need for control. All right. So I start to believe that I need to control everything in my life in order for things to be okay. All right. So that's, that's where the issue of worrying starts. It starts with an ungrounded or dysfunctional first chakra that then creates this idea that I'm not safe, that the world's not safe, and that I need to control everything in order to feel safe in this world. All right. So, so that's, that's the first part of the dysfunction. Then we go into the second part of the dysfunction, which is up to our solar plexus. All right. So this is where the solar plexus is your center for personal power and your center for will and your center of sovereignty. It's also your center of self. Okay. So your ego, your sense of self up here from the ego, it actually develops in the solar plexus first. Your solar plexus is where the ego is born from an energy perspective. It's where your sense of self and identity is located. So if my third chakra is looking down and it's retrieving information from the first chakra and it's saying, the first chakra is saying, I don't feel safe, unsafe. This world isn't safe. Uh, I don't trust anything. That third chakra then is going to develop a very, very, very controlling personality. And it's not just controlling, but it's going to start believing that only you can protect yourself from all of these supposed bad things that are going to happen. It creates this identity that you, because it's your center for identity, it creates this identity that only you can keep yourself safe from a hostile world where all these horrible things can happen to you. All right. So this third chakra reinforces the need for control and it really kind of plays with the first chakra and creates that need to control everything, to worry about apocalyptic scenarios all the time. This is energetically where this is born. All right. So, so there's the dysfunction in the two chakras and now let's keep moving up. So because the third chakra is your center for personal will and power, and it's also the center for your identity, it's where your ego is first born on an energy level. As soon as that third chakra and the first chakra take over and start to control, start to want to control everything in order to keep you safe. What that's going to do is that third chakra is going to allow the mental body of the aura. So the mental body of the aura is the, the layer of the aura that's connected to your mind. <laughs> okay. And so as soon as the third chakra takes over, starts to create a sense of identity and that only you, you're alone in this world and only you can keep you safe from this, from these harsh uh, things going on outside, as soon as that third chakra has that energy imbued in it, then the ego is going to start developing that identity. As soon as the ego starts to develop that identity, the, your mental body, that layer that's connected to the mind will harden. 
This is the key spiritual issue happening with the mental body is there's a hardening of energy. So the mental body of the aura actually feels like it's made out of stone and it's almost like it turns into stone. Okay. It hardens. It becomes very, very rigid. When any layer of your energy system becomes rigid, it no longer communicates with the other parts of your, the other elements of your, of your energy. And that creates problems. So the hardening of the, the, the mental body, it it just really, it, it almost, it's almost like the mind takes on, um, the, the word that comes to me is it takes on a dictator characteristic. All right. So when, when the mental body of your aura is hardened, all thought starts in the mental body of your aura. As soon as that mental body hardens, your mind will develop a very kind of dictator kind of personality, meaning that it will try everything. It'll want to think about every apocalyptic scenario. It'll want to control everything in a way to keep you safe. All right. So, so these are the energy issues going on when you're a worrier. All right. Let's review them again. I have an ungrounded first chakra, then I have a dysfunctional third chakra, and then I have a rigid mental body of the aura. So you see how all these energy aspects are so crucial to understand. If you try to, to, to fix worrying from a mind perspective only, you're not going to get there because the worrying has actually started in the first chakra. It started as an energy aspect and then it moved up into the mind. So now that you know what's going on energetically, when you worry, this is going to be a lot easier for you to heal this toxic behavior once and for all. On to part two of the video, how to stop worrying. I'm going to share three steps with you and follow these steps in order, because as you can imagine from what we've been talking about now, the, the worrying aspect starts in the first chakra of the system and then it moves up. Okay. So follow this three-step process in order. The first step is that first chakra needs to be grounded. So in grounding of the first chakra is your first step. That chakra, that first chakra needs to be grounded and stabilized because once it is, it'll start sending that energy of stability up the chain. And so everything can be, can be healed a lot faster, right? When my first chakra is grounded, I feel safe in the world. I feel safe in my own body. I trust that I live in a benevolent universe and that benevolent universe is always helping me. It's always assisting me. It's always helping me on my path. I feel comfortable with uncertainty. See? So when I have a really well-grounded first chakra, I'm not afraid of uncertainty anymore. I'm very grounded. I'm very stable. I feel comfortable in uncertainty. That's another characteristic of a grounded first chakra. Chakra, right? So these are some of the things that happen to you when that first chakra grounds. All right. Now there are multiple ways to, to ground this first chakra. I'll, I'll share a couple of them here with you. A couple of my favorite ones that I love to use. The first one is I like to use grounding meditations. All right. You can look up a grounding meditation or a first chakra meditation. You can look those up on YouTube, or, um, you can also use one of mine. I have a free meditation that's, that's called, uh, that's specifically for healing the first chakra and grounding. So I'm going to leave links in the description box below to my free resources page where you can find this meditation. You can download it. It's free. And so that'll help you work by, with grounding that energy just through listening and just, just the guided meditation will help you, uh, ground more. All right. So these, this is one of the ways that I love to work to ground that first chakra is using grounding first chakra meditations. 
The second way that I love doing grounding work is by using mantras. I love to use grounding mantras and it works really, really well when it comes to grounding that first chakra, right? So I'll share a few of them. Make your own mantras. It's always more powerful when we design our own mantras, but here are a couple of them that you could work with. One of them is you can just close your eyes and you can say, I am safe. I love that mantra. It's very simple. I am safe or I live in a benevolent universe. I love this, this mantra. I live in a benevolent universe. This universe is always protecting me. I love that mantra. I live in a benevolent universe. Another one is I trust life. I trust the universe. I trust that I am protected. (laughs) You see? So this is just some examples of mantra work. The more you repeat a mantra or an affirmation, the stronger the energy gets. So you can actually do a whole meditation for like five or 10 minutes straight, just repeating your mantra over and over again in a chanting way. All right. So this is another way I love to use mantras. Mantras work really well. You can program a mantra in that first chakra to help it ground further. The last way that I love to use, uh, uh, that I'd love to use for grounding the first chakra is inner child work. All right. This one's kind of obvious because the inner child, the subpersonality known as the inner child lives in the first chakra. So if that inner child is wounded, if anything happened to you uh, in childhood, if you have a wounded inner child in that first chakra, if that inner child is wounded, she's going to keep sabotaging the energy. She's going to keep sabotaging the first chakra and she will not relax because when a, when an inner child is wounded, she feels very nervous. She feels very scared and she's going to keep acting out, destabilizing that first chakra even more. So inner child work is really important in the grounding of the first chakra. I'm not going to go deeply on how to do that because I shot a whole video on inner child work. I'll leave links in the description box below so you can watch that inner child video after this one. Step number two is to soothe the solar plexus. Okay. So what we want to do with the solar plexus is we want the solar plexus to relax its dominance on the energy system. Okay. So we're just going to soothe that solar plexus. We want that solar plexus to give up control. All right. Now there's one imprint. There's one little program that's, that's, uh, that's implanted in this third chakra that really makes that third chakra want to take over with warriors. Okay. And so the, the implant is this, the program is this, I can rely only on myself says that third chakra. Okay. It's with chronic warriors. This program is going to be implanted in that third chakra. I can rely only on myself says that program. That's not true at all, right? Like we know that's not true. We live in a beautiful benevolent universe that's constantly guiding us. There are so many other people that are, that are helping us. There's so many, so many tools and so many opt options and help that we have available. We're not in this alone, but for chronic warriors, this false belief is implanted in that third chakra. I can rely only on myself, meaning only I can keep myself safe. Only it's all on me that there's another way of saying it. It's all on me. Okay. This is, these are really false assumptions. And so we need this programming to disintegrate and we need that, that solar plexus to, to relax its energy a little bit more. Okay. Just relax the solar plexus. Once that solar plexus, it's going to start relaxing actually automatically by just you doing the grounding work of the first chakra. 
because remember the system builds on itself. So if I, as soon as I ground the first chakra, immediately the third chakra is going to sense it. It's going to feel it and it's going to start to relax too. All right. So you're by just doing step one and doing the first chakra work, you're already helping the third chakra, but now we specifically want to target the third chakra and just have that third chakra really soothe and, and calm down a little bit more. Okay. So essentially what we want is we want to substitute the belief that says I can only rely on myself. I can only do this alone. We need to substitute that belief so that what's implanted in your solar plexus is an idea that I am, I'm one with the universe. I'm connected to all things. I have love and support and everything around me. I am connected to all things. That's, that's the, the belief that we want implanted in that third chakra. As soon as that third chakra releases that strong grip and that strong identity and that feeling of isolation, because that's what the third chakra does when it overpowers the system, you start to believe that only you can do it. And then you start to feel isolated, right? And so as soon as that third chakra releases its grip, you start to feel at one and connected with the universe. And that relaxes the third chakra even more. All right. So the third chakra, relaxation of the third chakra, soothing of the third chakra is really, really important in the process. To heal and balance the, the solar plexus, you can also use meditations uh, on solar plexus meditations. I actually also have a meditation that I did for the solar plexus in my free resources page that's linked below. It's called sovereignty meditation. So you can download that free meditation and that'll also help to kind of soothe this solar plexus even more. And if you want to go deeper on solar plexus work, I shot a whole video on the top features of your energy system and that includes the solar plexus. So I'll leave links to that video in the description box below so you can can watch after this one. On to step three of the process, and that is a softening of the mental body. So now that you've addressed the issues in the first chakra, you've addressed the issues in the third chakra. Now we have to address the rigidity of the mental body of the aura. Okay. And I talked about this a little bit earlier, but when that mental body is rigid, it prevents the circulation of chi. Okay. As long as that mental body stays rigid, energy is not going to be able to circulate and your, your mind, your ego will hold on to control. It'll remain rigid itself. Okay. So this mental body, body, it's almost like it needs to dissolve, not really dissolve because your mental body can't disappear, but soothe. It needs to soften. Okay. It needs to soften. So it's not rigid. The moment that the mental body starts to soften circulation of chi starts to occur between the different layers of the aura and the mind dominance will slowly melt. Okay. So this is a really important part of the process. It's a little bit more of an esoteric part of the process. This isn't as tangible, I guess, as practical as the, as the steps you can do for the first chakra and the solar plexus, but I'm going to show you how to do this softening, um, this softening of the mental body, uh, with the visualization type of exercise. So you're just going to simply close your eyes and you're going to start visualizing the mental body of your aura. All right. So if you see it visually, if you can imagine it in your mind's eye, that's great. If you're not very good at visualizing it, you can just bring your conscious awareness to the area hovering around your body. All right. So just imagine a mental body there, the area hovering around your body. If you can't visualize, if you can visualize, that's even better. All right. Then you're going to start to really breathe in, take nice deep breaths. And then as you're breathing in, you're going to specifically ask your mental body to soften. And you can use a, a mantra, um, like this one. You can simply say, I direct the mental body to soften. 
okay? As you're visualizing the mental body of the aura, as you're breathing through it, you're, you direct it to soften. You have power over your energy system, all right? So you just keep repeating. I direct the mental body to soften, right? And then as you exhale, this is where the visualization gets more interesting. As you exhale, the resistance of the mental, mental body is going to start dissolving or trickling away, almost like a shower or a rainfall over your entire aura. Your mental body is just going to be washed by a purifying energy that dissolves all the rigidity and, um, and the resistance. So you can practice this visualization exercise multiple times. It may not be easy for you to do this at first, but then you'll get really good at this. If you just get really good at, at perceiving the mental layer, the mental body of your aura, commanding it to dissolve and just washing, letting it wash away kind of in a trickling kind of, kind of way, right? This is a great way to, to start that softening of that mental body. Once you start to do that energy work, then you can go deeper by addressing the actual negative thoughts, all right? But don't do that until you soften the, the mental body, because it doesn't matter how much mindset work you do. If you don't soften the, the, the aura, if you don't soften the mental body of the aura, it's not going to do any good. Okay. So soften that mental body of the aura first, and then you can, you can start addressing the negative uh, thinking. That's, that's also that constant, uh, uh, chronic worriers have constant negative mindset and negative thoughts going on loop. All right. To go deeper on how to stop negative thoughts. I shot a whole video on that. So I'll leave the link to that video in the description box. So you can watch after this one. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below. Do you often worry about things in your life? I want to hear all about it in the comments. And don't forget to download the free supplemental workbook that accompanies this video. That'll be great for you to dive deeper after this one. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free meditations and check out these videos that I mentioned in this one. That'll be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out.